everyone, and welcome back to MMMcast, or... Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. Tonight we are going to be doing Rime of the Frost Maiden, and uh, if we were live, I'd be telling you that we're also doing World of Darkness tonight, but since this will be a separate video, not super necessary for you to know that, but now you do. Uh, hopping right and into where we left off on Rime of the Frost Maiden, who would love to give me a recap? We've only had one episode, so it should not be too difficult. I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you. So it was our first episode, so you met all of us amazing characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, a reminder, I'm Tempest Tides, a 19-year-old tiefling from Deep Purple. Would everyone else like to reintroduce themselves? I yeah, am. You weren't ready for it. <laughs> no, I, let's do it. That's a great idea. I am Altus Mendax. I am uh, not quite middle-aged, but definitely into adulthood. Uh, and I am the group cleric. I don't know if I actually got to state that last episode, but I think most people that saw got the got the gist of it. What race are you? I'm the half-elf. There we go. I don't know and about the half-elf, but I am a half-elf. You are a half-elf. Yes. There we go. Z? Um, I am a Yuanti pure blood sorcerer. My name is Nshazi, or go by Z. Um, I've yellow eyes, greenish skin, some snaky stuff going on. Um, but it's sexy. It is sexy. <laughs> I'm a little twinky snake boy. Um, yeah. And for those people who mentioned in the YouTube video, if there were bear snakes, then I would totally play one. But uh, it's, it's not. Yeah, Wizards things. of the Coast, yeah. get on that. Yeah, uh, after, after our snacky snack, we have our big blue man that generally accompanies him. I'm Rio. I play Tranquil Trides. Uh, he is a dark blue fallen Asimar, twin brother of Tempest Tides. Uh, you can tell by the color scheming, you know, deep blue, purple. Um, yeah, so I'm a mailman in 10 towns. Uh, I'm dating Z, and uh, Mark, who has not gone yet, is my mentor. And yeah, I play the typical Hexblade Warlock Loudmouth. So, Who is our closest thing to an actual bear to reference the last comment. And also, I think... He plays my landlord. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that will bring us to our finest, but not uh, least of the group. Uh, uh, Finnick Dolvig. I'm a human wizard. Um, long uh, beard, long hair, both white. Uh, been in Bryn Shander about three years now. Grew up here. Keep to myself. So should you. That's about it. I, I like how you did that one in character, like a professional. <laughs> <laughs> so we are intrepid heroes, villains, we don't know yet, <laughs> are living in 10 towns, specifically... Bryn Shander. Bryn Shander. <laughs> Why can't I ever remember that? It's right here, literally on the map. So <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we're living and we were all gathered at the Witch's Teat, a tavern in that Tempest works at. And when we met a really cool dwarven lady named Lynn, and she came in and she was like, you guys, I got a job for you and a bag of gold. And it was very exciting. <laughs> she was really sure that this guy 
Suffolk Caltro had killed people in the big three towns that were that are offering basically human sacrifice once a month to oral uh she thought it was maybe because they were getting out of that lottery uh so and we soon found out that it was <laughs> uh we confronted the scoundrel and he admitted right away we didn't even get to torture him um we almost died and then we got paid. <laughs> money, money, money. It was more money. money than many of you had seen in your entirety of your time in Ten Towns. Uh, she also, at the end of that, as she was getting a little bit drunker as the night went on, went on to some more of the rumors of what was happening in the area because she likes to keep up to date on things, really because she's a fairly retired busybody uh, who's very bored and uh, likes to try to find things to do. Um, and the one thing that she told you about that had happened here in Rinshander uh, was a, another set of dwarves um, not related to her, that had lost uh, a large shipment of iron ingots from the region. The shield dwarves, uh, as most of you know from growing up here, spending enough time here, uh, are up ear, near uh, Kelvin's Cairn, where they have a mining operation where they provide the iron for the entirety of the Ten Towns for anything that needs to be built. So losing a shipment of this size was going to be losing a lot of money for them. And I believe that's where we will pick up. We are inside the tavern, uh, and Clint has made it a little bit of a, uh, a perching spot for herself after the initial success that she had with all of you, uh, mostly now for company more than for work itself. Uh, but she is having her, her morning constitutional uh, and returning to the bar for another ale. So we got a full rest, correct? Yes. This would be a brand new day. Uh, before we enter the bar, I would like to pull Altus aside when everyone else goes inside. <laughs> uh, can we say I was already working? That makes would sense. It makes sense for that to be me working. Okay. I have my whole shindig set up with my two tables together, chucking my wares. I think Clint doesn't usually show up unless she knows uh, that Tempest is is on the clock. So, a faithful regular, <gasps> a newly found faithful regular. Yes, I say usually it was yesterday that she met all of you, but you know, usually from now on. Altus, yes, Quill. It's it's awfully early. And I, I haven't had the hair of the camel that broke the... I haven't... It's awfully early. What can I do for you, Maltus? This is uh, embarrassing for me to admit, but uh, I have to say that I recognize that when we went up against that uh, very strange, spooky-eyed man, you saved my life and potentially the lives of my sister and my boyfriend and my mentor and probably yourself as well, but I don't know if you get credit for saving your own life. Uh, I just wanted you to know that I recognize that and I will try to be 20% less dickish about the religion stuff. Tranquil, I, I know 
how hard that was for you to do. Frankly, I'm astounded I got 20%. Um, if you'd like, I can settle for 10% nicer and 10% off of my housing fees. Well, the housing fee is non-negotiable, so you're going to get nicer or housing fees. You, you can choose either. You know what? I'll take the 20% nicer. And I just kind of pat you on like the, and I walk inside. Oh, your hair looks great today. Thank, thank you. Do you, Tranquil, and I'm going to kind of pull you in. Are you feeling okay today? <laughs> yes, I'm feeling fine. You, we just had a conversation. You know what? Never mind. Was, oh, I, okay. I, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Tranquil. Cord is stupid. <laughs> That's your god, right, Cord? No, no, no. It's it's tears. Yeah. No, tears. Uh, no. It, is it is it the smiler? Quill, Quill. <laughs> you were you, you were doing so well. We're gonna leave it there, okay, Brent? Okay. Yeah. It's just okay. in the future when I compliment you, maybe just let it ride. I. You know what? I have learning to do as well. Nobody's perfect, and I acknowledge that. As you're standing just outside the door, having this conversation, uh, finally you hear this. And behind you, for the last, basically the entirety of this, are three dwarven figures, all dressed up in full winter attire, so you can really just see the eyes who have been waiting to enter the bar. And Ugh. finally got tired of it. Uh, 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 welcome to the Witch's Teat. And I kind of push Altus out of the way and open the door. <laughs> I, as I get pushed, stand upright as I'm supposed to be there or something. As they push through past you, uh, through the door itself, starting to get out of their heavy winter wear, um, Hlyn hops up off of her bar stool and goes over to meet them as they're you know, half-dressed. And uh, Oh, great! So I see you've already met outside. Uh, no? Uh, briefly, Coming in together, yes. yes, in the road. Yes. yes. Yeah, no, no, no. We're old friends at this point, honestly. Uh, but just for, you know... You know, introduction's sake, we should do introductions for everyone. Uh, as you gentlemen know, I'm Tranquil, and this is my associate Altus, uh, my sister Tempest behind the bar, uh, our uh, mentor uh, Finnick over there on his uh, little stool. Uh, they're now almost fully in indoor garb uh, as the, the female dwarf at the head of them steps forward and, and she shakes Lynn's hand in a, a, a warm gesture and then waves at all of the rest of you around the room and you can see that she's lost two fingers on her right hand, uh, presumably by the way the injury is healed to frostbite. Uh, as she turns, you can also see that her right ear is gone. Uh, the other two behind her, uh, a little quieter, but with some similar injuries. Uh, so she speaks with a, a deep, Smoker's voice, uh, Lynn, you really think that all of these youngins can do the job that we require? And Helen looks around at you and uh, she winks at Finnick. Yes, yes, the youngins here are uh, rather qualified in my personal experience. I've only sent them on one job, so if they die out in the snow, it's not on me. But if anyone can do it in here, I, I think it would be these five. To be I fair. think I think the better question is if 
your pay is good enough for the job you're asking. Aye. 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 And to be fair, Finnick is ancient. He is not a young man. Look at his hair. Five years old. Not ancient. Thank you. That's pretty ancient. I mean, look at your hair. That's enough. Yeah, I mean, Uh, exactly. Come on. He means in in wisdom. No, no. Ancient in wisdom. I don't don't think he did. Uh, See, I'm trying to. (laughs) He might actually actually be part dwarf with that beard of his, honestly. (laughs) Runa looks uh, a little less than um, happy with the response as she uh, guides her two companions, who she introduces as Corex and Storn. Uh, Corex, who nearly grunts as he's introduced, and Storn, who seems like he's trying to make a little bit more of a polite introduction, but halfway through introducing himself, uh, looks over his shoulder back at the door in a twitch, and then comes back and sits down with his companions at a table. Uh, Helen pulling one of uh, one of Finnick's tables to make room for everybody as, as she seats you. Uh, a round of uh, a round of ale for for my companions here. I'll I'll take care of the fees on that. I get so, the drinks. We're, it seems uh, like you've misplaced some ingots. Then it's unfortunately a little bit more dire than that. We are the survivors of uh, a group of dwarves that were tasked with delivering a sled of iron ingots to Rinchander. There was a yeti that surprised us and killed a member of our group. We fled, uh, but unfortunately the yeti tore Ubak limb from limb. Now we need someone to go and get the sled for us, as was our misplaced ingots. Uh, as payment, we would offer each of you a gemstone worth 50 gold. On top of that, perhaps more valuable, the friendship of the the dwarfs of Icewind Dale can be a boon in these harsh times. Agreed. I agree. What, what is stopping you from requesting your brethren go down and take care of this mm. yeti? I'm assuming it'd be pretty easy for them to dispatch a mere yeti. It's the yeti itself, I doubt, is still there. I, I would assume he's completed his task of consuming what he would of the body by now. It's been over a day. It's more just a matter of getting the ingots back to town. Our numbers are too few. We need to rest before we can return to our people. And I would not like to return to them with this foul news. Mm. So some discretion? It's not a matter of them finding out. It's a matter that I would like to make progress before I have to deliver it. We will not Valid. hide Ubok's death from them. Valid. This land is treacherous and injuries and death are inevitable. That is understood. If possible, would you like us to bring back any of Ubok's personal effects for his family? I know dwarves find that particular custom. I fear there is nothing left of him, but if that is something that you are able to acquire, we would of course not turn it down. I will see to it personally, if possible. And uh, how, how many ingots are we talking here? What well, should we be looking for? 
it was a sled that we were carrying, the four of us, uh, piled with 300 ingots, roughly. Hmm. 300 ingots on a sled. I suppose if we take the dogs, maybe one or two dogs, we'd be able to get back before nighttime. If we don't mind walking back, uh, they would probably struggle to carry all of us and the ingots, but it should be possible. It will be uh, walking from here to the cairn where we began as a 24-hour journey. Um, You can likely make it in about seven if you travel directly and you say you have dogs. So I would expect seven both ways. I mean, we could always buy more dogs. <laughs> that is your discretion. I, I make no well, claim on your plans. Let's speak of this. So how did the sled itself travel to Kelvin's Cairn? Were, were you lot pulling it, or were there dogs involved? Uh, we had uh, axe beaks carrying it, but the axe beaks were cut loose when the attack happened and we unfortunately do not have uh, the use of them at this point. They are hardy beasts. I, I suspect they are fine if the Eddie did not get them himself, but unfortunately no longer available. Well, assuming the Eddie did not get them, uh, what would you think about purchasing a few dogs for this travel? And if the axe beaks themselves are gone, then you have a mode of transportation. If the axe beaks are there, then we'll reimburse you the cost. Well, persuasion. That's a four. I'm drunk, so. I'm <laughs> Already? <laughs> are you, though? We do not use sled dogs. I have no use for these. And if you wish to. Uh, inundate yourself with supplies, I think the reward that we offer is more than enough for your trouble. I mean, that is true, but we are potentially looking at uh, fighting one, if not more, yetis if they return to the scene of the crime, recovering a large amount of uh, iron and having to purchase our own supplies to get it back here. So, I mean, a little bit extra wouldn't be remiss just to cover our costs. Bruna uh, looks at Helen. Um, give, me, uh, give me a persuasion as well. Uh, that is going to be 16 plus 5, so 21. Uh, she, she puts her head in her hands. Uh, forgive me, it has been a long a long few days, I, I do not mean to be rash or difficult. It is, we've lost much time and I do not have use for the dogs after the process, but um, that is not unfair. And in reverence to the situation you're going through i understand we do not wish to put you out but as you know ten towns is not as easy to live in as it once was so i must look after my own as well we will procure two dogs that you will return to us at the end of the process 
I'm also not opposed to purchasing axe beaks, but I'm not aware if they are sold in Bryn Shander. Uh, they are readily available in the larger towns. I believe that you could have them here or in Targos or in East Haven. We've dealt with all three. Then it sounds like we could compromise, purchase axe beaks that you could then use after we're finished with them. If you have the equipment for axe beaks, that is perfectly acceptable. We would be happy to, to have them. Would make our travel home much swifter. Your particular sled would have the equipment for axe beaks, correct? Well, if it is not destroyed, yes. It'd be simply getting the axe beaks out to the sled and then yeah. to go. Uh, axe beaks are uh, rideable. Um, I'm not sure if any of you have experience with them. Uh, the ones that we have here generally have been tamed already. Uh, consider them a, a two-legged horse or whatnot. Um, I My sister has... She looks oh, over to Korax. Uh, I believe we can procure some for you within the hour if you are not uh, averse to leaving soon. Hour gives us time to uh, break our fast and you know get a little liquid courage in us, and then we can be ready to head out. She leans over and says something quietly to Korax, who then gets up and begins to redon his winter attire. Um, as he opens the door, the wind seems almost as if it's picking up as a flurry of snow comes flooding into the bar. Um, luckily melting as the fires had enough time to heat up from Tempest this morning. He closes the door quickly behind him from keeping the room getting too cold. Uh, and Haruna says, uh, yes, I think uh, breaking fast sounds like a fantastic idea. Thank you. What would you like to do? I'm going, to eat, I'm going to eat a really quick breakfast and then head out and get um, supplies in case we do get waylaid out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I, I know Tranquil would know what to buy, but I'm not really sure what I should. So can I just say I spend X amount of money and then we have it if we need it? <laughs> um, I would say, uh, I mean, if you're looking, all of you already have uh, winter gear and like rations and things like that on you. Um, if you're looking to get, um, I mean, you could get snowshoes for having, if you end up without the dogs for some reason that you could do things like that. We can, we can work out. Yeah. How, how much, I, how mu sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Just how much money should I spend? And I'll just spend it. Um, I, let's, let's do five for now. I'm going to get yelled at in the comments because I do not remember off the top of my head what snowshoes cost. You all have a dog sled and I wasn't thinking of doing that. So we'll <laughs> say five for all around Blizzard surprise. And if uh, something crazy comes up, I will say that you have it. I know Tranquil, okay. I already have camping stuff, like a tent and stuff. Yeah. So I know I have that personally, but I don't know if anyone else does. So Yeah, I, should, I mean like well, rope, things that, like that. I have like that rope five gold. Stuff like that. Sorry, go ahead. Get oh, that five saying. gold include um, the axe beak uh, equipment, just in case the one on the sled is broken. Um, no, uh, they the axe beak equipment is going to be um, another like five gold on top of it. They're generally supposed to be mounted, so like having them pulling a sled is not normal. Okay, necessarily. If you come I'll, I'll back spend. from, if you come back from the mission with the axe beaks uh, and the spare equipment, they will reimburse you for that. Okay, I'll I'll pay the five to get the spare equipment just in case. I'd hate to cool. go out there and not be able to use them. 
All right. What are the rest of you doing for this hour? Uh, Altus. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to say that I, I do as much work as I can around the tavern to hopefully not make Tormund too angry when I tell him I'm leaving again. <laughs> I'm leaving early again. Uh, oh, and um, is I'm sorry, is Runa still at the bar? Or did she leave? They left, left right? Uh, she sent one of her companions, Corix, out to handle the business of that. Runa and Storn are still sitting at a table with Lynn. Um, kind of, it seems like they're catching up together. They're telling her more uh, about her questions about the shield dwarfs and things like that, that she's a newer person to the area and not as familiar with, um, and eating their breakfast. Storn, you'll notice, continues to look at the door real, like, nervously at any time that there's snowfall or anything above him he uh, jumps and then goes back to what he's doing um so i as i like bring them their food or whatever i kind of lean in to runa and i'm like gemstones you say tell me you've got an onyx she opens up her uh, pack and dumps them on the table uh, they're all bloodstone oh interesting I'll, that sounds interesting. Okay, good. That'll do. I give her like an extra roll and I walk away. <laughs> uh, so I looked up the things we would need to ride and I'm assuming also attach it to a wagon would for both axe pieces would be around 30 gold pieces. I don't have that much myself. Uh, does anyone have like 30 gold yeah. sitting around and we'll get reimbursed for it? If you well, the writing part of it, the writing part of it, they're going to provide when Hor when Corex comes back, they will have like saddles and everything already attached to them. Um, so this would just be attaching them to a sled. I don't know. I was kind of like associating the riding cost as being the same as the hitching them to a wagon cost. That's all. Because they don't have like hitch to a wagon cost. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're, we're so. making, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So just the vibe then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the saddles and everything will already be paid for. So this is, we'll consider it something that's getting attached to the saddles. Okay, cool. All right, Z? Um, I don't know. Probably just hanging out. Cool. Hanging out I, probably, I think I'm off. watching, I think I'm watching the duty, the jumpy dude. Okay. Just because he's entertaining me. He does occasionally, if there is too much noise there's not a lot i mean obviously it's it's not that late in the day yet um but if there's like a sled passing or something like that especially if it causes a snow drift to fall um he will lean into haruna and whisper something and she will just like it's fine it's fine calm him down altus uh i am at my normal spot at the bar breaking fast and Brushing up on some studies for the morning, some readings, and trying to enjoy a little bit of peace and quiet before what Altus knows or has a gut feeling is not going to be a peaceful and quiet-filled day. Yes. Also, I'm out. I'm just going to pick up a climber's kit because I just, for some reason, I'm paranoid. So I'm just going to pick that up. We have it. So everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> um. At about the half hour mark, we have uh, Finnick returning from the store about 45 minutes later with the extra supplies needing to be purchased. Uh, we have Tranquil back and an hour nearly to the mark. Um, there's a knock on the door that's um, like a 
and Haruna stands up, recognizing it, uh, and says, I believe your steeds have arrived. It is. What I would recommend is time to depart. I think the earlier the better, given the distance. Uh, But you are the professionals in this case, so I will leave it to your wisdom. Altus, as the most grounded of us, do you think you would be able to handle both of the axe beaks if we tied one to the other? Uh, I, I, make this, <laughs> I make this determination based on animal handling being a wisdom skill and the rest of us are not wise. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I can try taking one of the beasts see what I can do with it. One, I don't mind at all. It's been a, it's been a number of years since I've, I've written Axe Beak, but I, I think it comes back. But Finnick, right. if you if you would like to help, I would I would appreciate that. Oh, I'll jump on one and see see what we can do. All right, I will uh, hitch the kids up to the to sled, and we'll be ready to go. Excellent. Uh, just to show you all what you will be riding, it looks something like this. Ooh, um, a noble beast. Yes, they are generally native to tropical areas, but these have been specially bred to do well in the cold weather. They have thicker, puffier uh, plumage, uh, mostly white with a few gray and blue accents here and there, but the very uh, traditional axe beak. They look like they would be easy to cut open and sleep inside. Yeah. Okay, Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Rude. Um, They... Whoever wants to approach the axe beak, uh, go ahead and make an animal handling check. Why don't you do that? I want to try just because. Have a 14. Okay. Same. I got a 22. Nice. Um, (laughs) As uh, as Z and Finnick, as you walk up to it, it first takes a step back and lowers its head and then as it recognizes your movements as being slow and deliberate, it lifts itself up again and it sits down on uh, on its legs, just becoming a mass of feathers in the snow uh, as it looks at you closer to eye level. Um, Finnick, uh, sorry, <laughs> Altus, not Finnick, um, Altus, as it approaches, as you approach the one that you rolled the 22 for, um, it immediately walks up to you and starts nuzzling the side of your face with its uh, <laughs> rather rough That's Oh, it's been so long. I remember this. Oh, I, how I missed. How I missed this. I like pigeons. <laughs> we might not be able to separate them at the end of this. Corona <laughs> behind you speaking through her thick layers. Then you'll have to pay for them. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll have no problem actually separating them. It was it was a joke, uh, just a little bit of Brinchander humor. <laughs> These are dire times. And she turns around and walks back inside. Uh, her companion looking up at the sky, backing up slowly the whole time. Uh, Aruna, uh, any yes. anything we should keep in mind when we come if we come face to face with a yeti? Run. Okay. Hope to see you soon. Really wish I was level two. I'll be petting my axe beak and call it pork chop. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good boy, pork chop. 
I just want to let you know, if we get stuck out there, I'm going to eat you. And I'll just kind of like nuzzle underneath its beak and then I'll mount him. Would I, do I hear Phoenix say that? Yeah. As I'm kind of petting mine, I'm going to say, if he's pork chop, you're mutton chop. And don't worry, I'm going to eat pork chop. <laughs> oh, he's not going to eat nice. mutton chop. Um, so once you get on top of them, are just the two of you writing those? Yeah. I think so everyone else on the slide. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are uh, they're very well behaved. They're tamed beasts. Um, so they, they keep pace with the sled as you near the town gate. Um, is there anything else that you want to do before you leave Brinchander? I'm sure we'll regret not doing something before we leave Brinchander, but I'm good to go. So point of order, can we buy potions at Brinchander? Like, do they have enough? Uh, okay. So potentially having at least one potion among us, maybe even two wouldn't be that bad of an idea. I know a lot of you have the ability to heal, but I, based on what happened yesterday, I think another few potions would be nice. The problem is, is they're expensive, Master. Yeah, that's true. But if we're getting 50 gold from this each, then it might be a good investment. I look forlornly at my climber's kit and go, well, Master, I may have spent most of the money I made on the last job already, um, so I will not be able to contribute, but uh, I apologize. I'll, I'll go in on a potion with you. Yeah, I can do one too. Okay. So how much would just a, a regular run-of-the-mill potion of healing? 50. 50? Okay. Mm -hmm. Any chance of me working my tranquil charm on the shopkeep? Uh, I don't want to do any more than 50 yeah, you're welcome to try. He walks um, in and, and takes off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, there is an apothecary in Bryn Shander. Um, you know that it would, I, you may find somebody that sells a potion at like a general store in the smaller towns, but the three larger do have their own apothecaries. Yes? So since I gather materials for the apothecaries, Ooh. that's my job. Can I try to get a lower price through that? Look at you all being strategic. Um, I would say if you have Z with you at any of these, you would get a 25% discount. All right. So it would be dickish to further like persuade them down. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's your world. I'm just running it. So just saying, it's I your can make world. I, I just need you to say make a persuade check or not. That's, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be dickish to try and work them down further. Uh, Quill, I think 37 is still kind of expensive for a potion. Maybe you can work your magic. All right, then. <laughs> the, uh, the apothecary in Brinchander is run by a small uh, gnomish man, very elderly, uh, who has run the apothecary for the last 300 years in Green Chamber. All right, so I'm going to bring in some hot cross buns from the witch's teat and approach him and be like, hail friend. <laughs> His name is Gregor. Uh, he's he's even small by gnome stature. And he sees you coming in with the steaming buns as you start to unwrap from the weather and hobbles up to you slowly with his little cane uh, and reaches up. All right, what do you want? What do you want? Takes it well, and hobbles back to his 
counter. Well, well, Gregor, uh, we recently received a job from some very surly dwarves. Healing potions. 25% yes. off, not enough. You're adventurers. You're not bankers. It's not the first time that I've heard this entire thing. All right. If the buns were a nice gesture, I'll give you that. <laughs> you were always my favorite, Gregor. That is a... <laughs> That's not what I hear from Petunia. Targos always get the best herbs. If you bring me better things, I'll be more likely to give you a better discount. Uh, I got a 17. But you have treated an old man well, and you are much better than the, the gatherer I had 50 years ago. Very lazy. Very lazy. Uh, keep the shipments coming, and I think we can work out uh, 50% off on healing potions only. Everything else, regular. Fantastic. Only. All right, all right. Love it, love it. And he well, sets Finnick. them down, flourishes the cape, <laughs> opens up the shop and goes... Now, what can I get you? Two healing potions, good sir. Uh, th- let's make it three. Three? I will go in and we'll make it four. Oh. <laughs> I... Buying in bulk is always a preferred method. Uh, four it is. And he, he starts to gather them up in a little uh, basket all separated by pieces of, of, uh, of chipped wood. Can I offer you a uh, potion of water breathing? Slides the first across. Animal uh, handling. The potion of uh, speak with words. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, Gregor, uh, we are a bit strapped for cash already. Uh, maybe in the future we will have more prolific mm. purses. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. And he reaches over the counter and slides the curtain back shut. That'll be a hundred gold pieces. All right, who's given what? I'll hand over my 25. I hand over my 25. Tranquil's broke, so he's, he's I got two gold pieces to my name. Oh. All right, we're halfway I'll pay there. 25. I'll pay 25. Are you good to pay 25? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, then I'll do that too. I can cover someone if they need it, though. I'm good. I just got 10 silver, though. But we'll, we'll get paid soon. Oh, we're getting paid soon, Will. Make sure to come see me. Don't go see Always. that hack down in East Haven. Oh, oh. never. Dean knows as well as I do that he waters them down. Waters them down. I wouldn't think of it, Gregor. It's unethical. And we don't have enough water in this town to do it. One of his potions almost killed me, so you're the only one we go to. Bryn Shatter, uh, Bryn Shander products are the best in ten towns. Everyone knows. <laughs> he holds up a vial and shakes it, and it gets frothy and starts to glow lightly. Yes, <laughs> if it doesn't glow, then you know it's not Bryn Shander. <laughs> Is that the full amount? Starts counting through things. Yeah, I think we all, the four of us, put down right. twenty-five, right? He lifts up the hem of his robe and he sweeps them all into it and he turns around and goes towards the back of the shop carrying it in his, uh, his tunic. Oh, are you all still here? If you're buying them, don't you have somewhere to be? 
I grab yes, a that's potion. True. <laughs> I grab the, the potion, one of the potions, and make my one, way. Yeah. So, from a tactic point of view, wood by next week, son. Sorry, what was that? I expect wormwood by next week, son. Oh, yes, yes, sir. You got it. I'll add it to the list. I apologize for speaking over you there. What were we saying? Oh, I was just saying out of character from a tactics point of view, it would make most sense for me, Tempest, and Jake to have a potion since the two of you are at range. So. Okay. Well, I'm just saying we're the ones who are probably going to get stabbed in the face. I don't think Jake would need it since he has healing magic. It's kind of what but, I was thinking. Yeah. It's true. I more just wanted the good of the party because out of character, first level, not many spell slots. Um, that was going to be my point. might also be good for one of the ranged folks to have one as well in case the yeah. melee folks actually I'll, fall. I'll snag one. Um, I'll have one on my person. Cool. Okay, I'm, not, I'm not... Preferring either way, I can take it or not. I'll give mine a tempest or try quill. Thank you. I can only heal one HP at this level, so. <laughs> oh, you can heal? Just one HP once per day. <laughs> oh, you can heal. What's that like? Um, okay, so with that, um, as you all uh, prepare to leave Bryn Shander, uh, Z, can I have the map adjusted to center? course thank you so having a general idea of what the area looks like um, you were told that they were coming from Calvin's Cairn through the Dwarven Valley uh, and to Brinchander so the place that they lost was almost exactly halfway between Brinchander and Calvin's Cairn uh, across the open tundra uh, about um, two or three miles before the opening of the mouth of the Dwarven Valley. So um, we're off-roading. Hank, Hank, I think you need to zoom in a bit, buddy. It's kind of hard to see. Also, I, didn't, I didn't know where he wanted uh, to go. Where do you... So I'm happy with that. Kelvin's Cairn, mouth of the Dwarf Valley, Bryn Shander. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cool. Okay. Okay. Well, shall we depart for our long journey? Let's get to it. We shall. All right. So, you uh, have no space with roads. It's uh, it's the direction you're traveling is um, basically directly from the one cardinal direction of Brinchander that does not have a road leading from it. So immediately you are in open field. The area around Brinchander specifically uh, is not too hilly. It's a flat area that this was built in, um, but it doesn't take too long for it to start becoming these rolling hills of the tundra. Uh, You can see larger ones in the distance, not quite the size of a mountain, but far to uh, to the northeast, you see Kelvin's Cairn looming. Um, even from this far away, the large peak is is an intimidating feature of the landscape. Um, otherwise, all white. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a heads up, I'm going to cast Mage Armor so that while we're going, I can short rest and get my spell slot back. Just... Sure, that works. Um, it takes... Uh, 
she basically just said head straight for the peak. So you do have a landmark to go towards. Um, and the first uh, three hours or so of travel are pretty uneventful. Mm -hmm. If it takes three hours, I also cast Mage Armor on Z. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and seeing him not cast it the way he should be casting it, I'll smack him on the top of the head. <sighs> I saw that. When we're traveling, you will practice the entire three hours. All right. So after another hour, I cast it on my master. <laughs> um, as you smack him on his bald pate, the noise resonates out through the empty landscape, and you see one of the larger hills uh, far to your right. The snow uh, falls off part of it. Um, I, even though you should be right in the middle of what would be the uh, the twilight hours of the day, um, having left town at about 9 a.m. And now three hours later, uh, we're, we're getting closer to noon. Um, the sky starts to darken. Um, not darken, actually. It just starts to freeze almost, as if uh, the, the ground and the sky are meeting. Um, and it begins to get closer and closer and closer, this wall of white, until you are completely enveloped in a blizzard. Okay. And howling from all sides as each of you are pelted with small pieces of snow. Um, you have no idea how long it's going to last, as the end of it could not be seen from the beginning. Um, what do you? What would you like to do? I'm gonna light some torches so we have some kind of portable heat. <laughs> okay. Should, can I make a survival check? Like, is it common sense to continue traveling in a blizzard, or is it better like to make camp? Like, I don't, I don't know that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah totally. Check that. Yeah. Ooh, it was a, a natural 20, so 22. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, you have been in blizzards before. Um, you know that uh, oftentimes people get lost if they try to travel in them. Uh, it's not impossible, but you have to have a good navigator with you. Uh, you also know that it's very easy to get separated if you decide to continue moving. So unless you're all tied together, um, well, if you kids. continue forward, you could lose somebody. Uh, I have rope. I'll tie it to the harnesses of the two axe beaks so we're all connected. To them and to the dog then? Okay, great. Well, to the, um, the sled, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hunker down or do you want to continue forward? I believe between Tempest's navigational skills and my familiarity, yeah. I think we should be able to do it, right? And like we've done before when traveling uh, over long distances, I'll keep up the rear and then I'll send up a, uh, a firebolt into the air or towards the party to alert them if either I get lost or something bad happens. Excellent. Okay. Um, who are we electing as our navigator? Tempest, I believe you have the survival what? skill, right? Well, that's what I was going to ask what you meant. I mean, I have a plus two. Uh, it is going to be uh, survival. Excuse me. Yes, it is going to be survival. I mean, I'll do it if yeah, if that's the best one. Yeah, I've got three. Oh, oh, Jake, then. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's we'll a wisdom do, skill. What do we do? Axe speak, sled, axe speak. That makes sense. sense. Me in the rear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, can I have a survival check from our axe speak? Absolutely. 
What'd you just call me? I'm just kidding. Sorry, you heard pork chop. Pork chop. <laughs> I'm riding mutton chop. Mutton, yeah. <laughs> that's the one a... that nobody wants to eat because he's too tough. Exactly. That's that's my axe beak. Uh, I got a seventeen. All right. Um, as far as you can tell, though, it's impossible to see Kelvin's cairn anymore, as the landscape around you is just flat white in every direction. Uh, you appear to have stayed on whatever direction you were heading originally. Uh, can I have a perception from anybody? Um, can I throw Jesker up in the air and him do a perception? Um, you Six. can. I got an 18 if it helps. <laughs> Is it, we had a 16 and an 18? Okay. I have um, a 17. Uh, as soon as you throw Jesker into the air, um, he flaps and then falls against your chest. He's, there's, he can't stay aloft. The wind's just too strong. It's okay, little guy. And I'll push him into my, um, my jacket where his just head's popping up as my chest. And then can I get that roll uh, a second time from the two people that rolled it as that would be with disadvantage? Um, 14. Okay. 16 this time. Um, with a 16, uh, you can see far off to your left, there's a spot that looks a little darker than the rest and appears to be moving. Um, it, it, it appears to be moving with the horizon as if it's going in the opposite direction of you, but away. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for nothing, but uh, each of the dogs also has advantage on hearing or smell perception. Um, it, it's whatever it is is not close enough to have alerted any of them. Cool, but it does not appear to be coming towards you. Okay, uh, is there anything else the rest of you would like to do during this hour? Okay, give me another navigation check. Oh no! Did we decide that was Jake, right? Yeah. That's a 19. Okay. Um, this axe beak is really well trained uh, and you're handling it excellently. And both of you are managing to stay in what feels like a very straight line. Um, is there anything anybody else would like to do? I would like my flask as we're traveling. Hmm. I would like to say that I am getting my low rolls out on those perception checks you were asking for. <laughs> my survival checks are not bad. Those are the ones that count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as the second hour um, comes to a close, uh, the wind starts to feel lesser and lesser, and you see the snow blowing around lower and lower, and though it is still deathly cold, it's not biting at your skin quite as much as it was before. Um, with all of you tied together and so close together, none of you were lost and you reached the end of this blizzard. That wall of white now behind you as it appears to be approaching uh, the heart of Ten Towns. Sweet. And we see Calvin's Cairn? Yes. It, um, that was one of the first things that rose in the distance. Uh, 
your vision as it goes from being only 30 feet to being your regular full scale of vision. Kelvin's Cairn starts as an outline that then slowly gets more and more details as you're putting on glasses for the first time uh, and, and looms ahead of you, ominous once more. So we stayed on track or? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, as far as you can tell. Towards it. Mm -hmm. It only takes another hour or so now that you're outside of the blizzard with all of you traveling um, until you come across uh, an overlook. Um, there's, a, there's a crag kind of uh, outcropping that goes up into the snow and then has a bit of a drop off, not terribly high, maybe 10 feet. Um, and at the base of that, uh, you see the frozen, dismembered corpse in the gully. Um, there's snow that is covering a lot of what would have necessarily given it away as like the, the bright red bits, um, but it is definitely a headless torso with severed limbs. Um, around it, you also can see that there are uh, tracks um, and, and grooves of, uh, of, of something heavy being dragged. All right. Uh, we told them we would try and recover this, so Tempest, do you want to take the climber's kit, get down there, and uh, will the rest of us will keep watch for danger? Sure. I'll do the hard work. Well, dear well, sister, you are the strongest of us, so. <laughs> uh, perhaps one should go down with her, just in case there's a, another Yeti or anything. Um, I believe I'm the thinnest, so if anything, she could carry me up if things get bad. Okay, I'll go with her. Okay, get my gear, the gear, climbing gear, and set it up. Do you want? Do we do a survival roll for that or something else? Um, no, I mean it's so the way that this is is it it's an embankment that goes like up and has that drop, but you can just walk around it. It's, oh, it's okay. yeah, it's not mm -hmm. the only way. It's just like a a rock outcropping that's just standalone. In that case, we'll just take the whole sled. I thought it was more of a oh sorry, no. cliff. <laughs> I thought more vertical. <laughs> it is, it's just little <laughs> okay um, uh, I'll send Jessica up to you as we're making our way and I want him to do a scan of the area to see if he sees any figures pop out in the snow what kind of animal is Jessica uh, raven All right, yeah. raven um, and how far yeah. down is the body um, the body is at the base of this ice um, of this like rock wall um, it's Difficult to tell if this is where it was dismembered or just where it ended up after the blizzard. Um, but that is, yeah, it's laying kind of sheltered by that. If we all go down there, are we then vulnerable to, like, attack from above? I'm just wondering if one of us should stay or a couple of us should stay up here in case. But I don't want to be too far away from one another. Uh, it's a 10-foot drop, so you could just leave somebody up there. Um, I'll stay up there. Yeah. I don't know. As a general rule, I feel like it's better to stay together, but right. we just need to recover this body real quick. So stay up there. Okay. I got a 19 for Jessica's perception. Great. Okay. We'll keep that. Um, as the, the rest of you that are going down there uh, to approach the body, um, what are you doing? Uh, I say we wrap it up, throw it on the sled. You're gonna yeah. try to recover the full domain. Okay, um, 
the uh, the arms are both missing, as is the head. Um, so what you have left is a torso. Um, one of the legs is attached. Uh, one is nearby. Is uh, well, it a dwarf? Is, mm-hmm. is that apparent? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. it's impossible to tell if this is definitely Ubok, but this is the only dismembered dwarven body in the area. Yeah. Does he have any like family coat of arms or anything? I know that's important to dwarves. He does have um, on his tunic the the same symbol that you saw on the tunics of Pruna and Korak and Storn, that just is the shield dwarf's um, emblem. Uh, but no, like, jewelry or anything like that. Okay, so we'll wrap him up and throw him on the sled. Not throw. I mean, we'll be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else you want to do down there after you do that? We're going to find the other, the sleigh, right? Or is that somewhere else? Um, yeah. It's not here. So they, as far a... as they said, they were attacked. All of them left. Um, and they left his body with it. But there is no sled. You said there were tracks next to the body that looked like something had been dragged. Mm-hmm. Um, I say like we followed those. Small, roughly humanoid tracks. And then okay. that of a sleigh. So definitely not Yeti tracks. Uh, Can I get a perception from everybody in the group? And a survival. Uh, Perception was seven, but survival was 21. Okay. Yeah, survival from everyone? Whoever wants to. It's not a requirement. 14 survival, uh, six perception. Okay. 17 perception. Okay. 14, excuse me, 19 perception after modifiers, and then uh, survival, 22. Uh, I still have Jasker's 19, too. I don't know if you want to use that, but sorry, go ahead. Not yet. (laughs) We will, I promise. Um, So those of you that rolled over a 10 on survival, uh, you know that uh, the blizzard would have wiped out the Yeti's tracks. So whatever these were have to have been made after the blizzard. So if you got over a 10 on, on, uh, with, or on uh, survival, you know that. Um, those of you that got over a 15 on perception um, recognize that these are goblin tracks. Oh, yay. Uh, and at that moment, you hear a call from your raven um, who has spotted something in the direction of these tracks uh, south of where you are um, that appears to be uh, moving. It seems to be multiple uh, multiple beings uh, with something large. uh, And uh, it's got, uh, it's about two miles south of you. Two miles. Two miles to the south, we have a few, um, what I'm assuming, goblins, dirty little things, uh, stealing away the, the riches. Well, it looks Let's like go. so. I unattached the axe beak so we have more mobility in that way, and then I, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll stake them to the ground here, right? Oh, no, we're, we're taking them. I thought you were leaving them. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, we'll jump on them. Okay. Um, you are all traveling with the tracks, basically? Okay. Well, following the raven as well, so. Yeah. 
And Z came. He didn't stay. <laughs> I'm going to say. I need to know how I feel that guy. Okay, so. Uh, so. So the tracks do lead due south, as we said, uh, and all of you are on the trail now, uh, and you actually have something to follow. So it's a lot easier than when you were going here and just trying to keep Kelvin's Cairn in the center of your view. Uh, the the tracks are definitely fresh. Um, are you all just following at full speed that whole time? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't take you that long, maybe like 15 or so minutes uh, until you finally catch up with um, six goblins, all desperately trying and huffing and puffing and cursing and pushing and pulling on this big sled of uh, silver ingots or of, uh, iron ingots as they make their way across the tundra. All of them having a very difficult time being that they are not very large and the sleigh is. How far away are we? Uh, you are roughly at this point 120 feet away from them. I, so I say to the group, I really, really want to mess with them and like message them and be like, halt. Where are you um, going? Um, once I will again. also do it if you want. <laughs> I just, well, I'm just trying to think of something to say is what I'm asking. I'm not the most, I'm not the best with words. I kind of, I kind of have a plan. Okay. Jake, you still have thaumaturgy, right? I do and I just looked it up. We're not in rage, but man, I want to use it. Well, no, but doesn't thaumaturgy was isn't one of the effects you can make somebody's voice be heard three hundred feet away? Your voice booms up to three times as loud as normal for one minute. Yeah. So, who has the intimidation skill? Must be me. I have a plus three. I have a plus five. Oh. <laughs> So I, cast, I just don't know what to say. I cast thaumaturgy onto Z, and I say, "Z, make it count, make it loud." What am I say saying? something? Say something about like snake gods, or the cold has come for you, or something. I don't know. Make it scary. <laughs> make fun of their mothers. No, don't do that. That's mean. <laughs> um. Tremble before me, minions. I see you have brought tithings for the snake god. And this can be heard 300 feet away? It just says it uh, booms three times louder. I don't... Three times as loud as normal. Okay. So I think, yeah, this can be heard probably it, 200 or so feet away. Um, and it echoes, echoes off of Kelvin's cairn and becomes more menacing. Uh, go ahead and roll also, there's a plus five into yes. <laughs> there's a plus five what? To the intimidation roll. Excellent. That went off. Jake, you should definitely cast guidance. Ooh. 23. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so as you do it... Um, you see the huffing and puffing and like the, the scrambling that you could hear in the distance uh, all comes to a halt 
as all of the goblins turn at once to look back at you. And it's a little too hard to tell their expressions from this distance, but they're sort of cringing. Um, and then you hear from further away, yeah, or of polar bears. <gasps> I had a feeling. Uh, as <laughs> it's difficult exactly to see what it is. There's some sort of wooden tower uh, on the other side of these goblins. And immediately you see a torch go up at the top of that tower. Though it's difficult to see who would be wielding it. That's what I get from not looking at the whole map. <laughs> uh, they were there before. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's what I get for not looking at that corner <laughs> of the map. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we can see that far anyway. Um, all right. Roll initiative. Uh, so point of order so that culture can do it. Are you guys staying on the Axe Peaks? Yes. Okay. Are we each on an individual one? Uh, no, two of you are on two of them. Yeah. So I believe that's just Me. Altus and Finnick. Okay. Yeah, okay. Altus, yeah. It's like, I don't remember getting on one, so... Um. I'd they like to have a speed mine. of 50 feet. Oh, crap. Uh, I vote we use them to get closer, but I, I'm not risking mutton. Oh, I'm so not risking mutton. <laughs> None of us Here are. Here is None the god of justice. Is it and possible to stay on the sled until we get closer? Uh, do whatever, do how, however you want it. Yeah, let's like let's get like thirty feet away, maybe, and then we can run from there. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Thirty. Can you zoom out the the battle map, pink? Yeah. I apologize, everyone who's watching. This is a very long map. Yes. Oh, wow. I warned you guys; it's a real long map. <laughs> I think I even have to zoom out more so that we can fit it in. Oh, that's fine. You can zoom in one here. One more is good. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're not going to be able to read the different things, but at least they can see the sure. groups. Our okay, team cool. is the darker know. tokens in the top right corner, and then goblins in the middle. I'm pointing at the screen as if you can see that, and goblins in the bottom corner with some polar bears. We're up what here. is everybody's initiative? 19. <laughs> Three. 22. 12. <gasps> I get to make javelin. <laughs> Oh, I found the Joys of Javelins in another game. I'd never used one before, and I actually really like them. I like the picture of you surfing on the uh, sled while you're just chucking javelins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Culture. Hey, Culture, do you want a initiative from the dogs or just have them act on my turn? They'll act on your turn. They're that well-trained. Yes had them since they were pups. Um, all right, so up first is going to be Z. Um, well, are we attacking the goblins, kids? Uh, we were tasked with bringing that sleigh back, and we gave our confirmation, our word, that we would. You're damn right we are. Okay, then. I mean, it's their own fault if they choose to die on this hill. Everybody's correct. This jet right here is getting a firebolt. Okay. What's the range of firebolt? 120, and he is 105 okay. feet away. Excellent. 
Also, uh, Mark and Hank, remember I cast Mage Armor on you guys, so you're 13 oh. plus dex. Thank you. Nice. Okay. Um, that is a 22 to hit. Uh, just missed no hits. Okay. Nice. I was going to cry on camera. Um, that is eight fire damage. All right. The first goblin, uh, you can't entirely see because you are so far away, but you just see um, it turn like black and then fall to the ground on the side oh, of the side. Oh, yeah. And the rest of them uh, yell loudly. Not my voice isn't hated. booming anymore, but I scream, bow before me. Well, technically it's a minute, so it should still be going, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. Then, yeah, I scream, bow before me. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, move us down to Tempest. Tranquil. Twins, you know, hard to tell them apart. I'm Tranquil. <laughs> um, if we could move everyone on the sled, so that's everyone but uh, Mark. Me and Altus, yeah. And the sled dogs have 50 feet, so we'll have them, I guess, just double move to where we're within 30 feet. What would 30 feet be? So, like, right here. It's so zoomed out that I have to, like, zoom in to see which one is me. Right. <laughs> I know, it's hard to see right now. Okay, show me where you were pointing again. The little, like, you just gave, like, a little... You're like 30 feet away from them, you said? Cool. Uh, and what kind of action was that for me? Just so I know what I have left. Um, you did a, that was a dash with the dogs? I mean, I just told the dogs to move. It was technically oh, their action. action. Okay. <sighs> could, could we make, no. 5, 10, 15, 20. I'll move there. I can't hex this turn because of the bonus action, but I will make a swing against that goblin with Booming Blade. Uh, that's going to be a 17 plus. I think it's 17 plus 5. Yeah. And then for those watching at home, we have ruled that Booming Blade is fine to use with a whip. As long as it's not like a ranged range weapon, we don't care if the weapon has reach. Yeah. All right. Tell me one more time what you rolled for that guy. Uh, 17 plus 5, so... The hits 22. and the damage. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 5 damage. All right. Um, he is uh, bloodied um, and is looking at you with rage in his eyes uh, as all of the goblins are beginning to, to uh, climb around and over the sled. Okay. Hopefully uh, my allies get here soon. <laughs> That's my turn, though. So Okay, excellent. That will bring us down to the goblins. Um, they begin to try to swarm you, so this one steps forward, uh, activating. He takes eight thunder damage as he steps towards me. <laughs> he takes a step and then just erupts. It explodes and is gone in a puff of goblin. Um, you do get splattered by goblin. goblin. Um, Probably smells bad. Yeah, they can all get roughly there. Um, and it was a pleasure, gentlemen, and Helena. <laughs>
Babe, right, wait, so... babe, 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 wait. <laughs> Downsides to having a high initiative count. Uh, okay, so that is a uh, 18. Yeah, 18 hits. Uh, 14. Does not hit. 10. 15. Okay, so just the 18 hits. Uh, that one gets in a lucky strike doing seven slashing damage. Ooh, well, that's almost me down. <laughs> as the rest of them are just too disturbed by watching their friend explode to really get much in. You still hear like clattering as they are against your shield, but it's almost as if their hearts just aren't in it. They're just a little afraid. Um, And that will bring us to, uh, I'm trying to use names, Finnick. Finnick. Um, Can I do, so I can move 50 feet on Axe Peak, right? Yes. Can I also use my bonus action to make him move 100 feet? Yeah, with the axe peak, it's like you're riding a horse. So like the sled, okay. I, I made him do like a command to it, but with an axe peak, you're riding a horse. Okay, so what does that look like for me traveling? You can still have a bonus action. 50 feet? It, okay. it means the axe peak can take a full set of actions, so it could yeah. move and dash, and then you have your okay. full set. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I will do that. So I will move myself 195 feet here. Um, and then I will cast Will burning hands hit you Trinkle? It won't, right? No, it won't. Not from there. No. Okay. I will cast burning hands. Tell me your area of effect. Who do you hit? Um, I hit, uh, all of these guys, right? Everyone, but this top one. one. Got it. Yeah. One, two, three. All right. They need to make deck saves. Deck save. Little sad goblin deck saves. Uh, does a 12 make it? I'm hoping not. Nope. Okay, then they all fail. And they take 13 points of damage. Um, as I... You- Right up on poor chop, and at the last second, I uh, drop the reins, put my hands together, and uh, shout some words, and fire emanates from me. Some words! Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. This one uh, now looks absolutely horrified and is <laughs> about to take a step backwards. That'll bring us down to Altus. I am new to roll 20, but I would like to get to the last goblin using the movement of the axe beak and making it dash. We were at the same, yeah, Yeah. so you you should be able to get there because we're at the same plane. Perfect. And then I would like to just jump down and swing. Or can I swing with my rapier from the... Axe I don't know how like horseback combat works. There's nothing in the rules that says you can't. So, so we have to just ask our almighty, all-powerful DM. Um, I'll give you, yeah, give me you with a with. I would say with disadvantage because you're gonna have to like reach down to slash. Okay. 
if you're doing ranged or spell, I'd give it to you free, but if it's like an actual weapon attack, we'll do disadvantage from that. Alternatively, Altus, you could also dismount for half your movement speed on your turn. So you could just get into a flank with Tranquil and then get back on the Axe Beak in the same turn. I think I would actually like to dismount, and I don't want to put mutton chops in any in any harm, so I'm going to jump down. And... Just went from disadvantage to advantage. I'm going to give that dismount a seven, just for the circumstances. I appreciate. Appreciate. <laughs> you uh, could definitely uh, do better. Uh, you know what? It, it's like I said. It's been a long time since I've ridden Axe Beak, but it's starting to come back. I don't know. It was, in, I was gonna. I was thinking. Of, I was starting with a five, but we got up to seven, so we're good. Back in the cool. day, they used to call him Axe Beak Altus. So they did. In, <laughs> in deference of our new deal, I will raise your score twenty percent higher and give you an eight. Interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I miss with my rapier. So what did you roll? They're not very strong. <laughs> I, you remember my good rolls for the survival? Yeah. After mods, I rolled a six. Okay. You, no, you did not with with advantage. <laughs> oh, with advantage. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I can play That's D&D. terrible with advantage. Jeez. Uh, fifteen to hit. You remember when I said nice. it? <laughs> That will hit. Everybody watching, that's why Advantage is so good, if anyone's a first-timer. It would have been great if you went from a six to, like, a crit. That would have been perfect, but... Right. But, and that dismount would have been a uh, ten. I mean, come on. Valid. Uh, and then that's going to be... Let me roll the damage dice. Uh, eight damage. And you manage to slash right through the last goblin around the sled, leaving the sled itself alone. Uh, that will bring us to uh, Tempest. Uh, are we going after those other guys or are we getting out of here now? We have the uh, ingots. You hear the polar bears roar. I think we have to deal with what's in front of us. Uh, okay, I... Start running towards them. <laughs> okay. It might be more advantageous tactically if we, you know, set up a defensive position, let them come to us. That way our ranged characters can pick them off before they get to us. You could hold your attack until they're in range. Okay. I will hold a, I think I just an axe blade, my axe attack. And okay. you want me to get to where you guys are, though? Maybe around the um, the sled, so we can defend it. Yeah. I'm at the sled still, so. Wait, I think. Oh no, I mean the, the other sled. This this sled. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I I go to where you guys are. Does that work for you, Helena? I put you here. Sure. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, and you said you were holding an action, or um, I think you were in range where you could probably actually throw a javelin with disadvantage. One twenty at disadvantage. Is that one twenty? Can you do that little measury thingy? Yep, you got it. Yeah, if you want to hit a polar bear, or uh, if you want to hit this, these people are actually inside, um, so they have three quarters cover. The one that's on top is the only one that's actually out in the air. I'm not going to attack the bears, so I'll just hold. I'll hold the javelin throw if they start um, coming towards us. That's what I'll say. 
Uh, okay. And that will bring us to <laughs> Z. Um, who? So this guy does not have cover? The one on top does not. They are just 100 feet away. She is holding a torch in one hand, and now that you're closer, you can see it clearly. She has a hawk on her arm. Oh, hockey. Um, uh, I don't think it's flat enough for that. How far away? Okay, so I gotta get there. So I'm gonna move up here. Um, and that should be close enough to firebolt this lovely lady. <laughs> Uh, she is 125 feet away, so you might want to move a little closer. Not to be a stickler, but... Come a little bit closer, you're my kind of man? Yeah. So big and so strong. Oof, Even though he's so... a wizard, so not, not really big or strong. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. I was somewhere up there, so I'll use half my movement to get here cast and then I'll move back. I'd also like to point out that those polar bears are going to be the fastest of their group. So um, They are attached to the larger structure. Oh. It is a 20 foot high wooden tower that looks like it's been stuck together from various types of wood, whatever was found around, but it is on wheels. Um, I would like to attack the structure. Okay. Since it's made of wood. Okay. And fireball ignites objects that are not being worn or carried. Okay. Anyone against this? Go ahead. Uh, that's a 20 to hit. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, the tower's defenses are not that, not that great. It is it's a large uh, structure that is standing still. <laughs> that is uh, six fire damage, and it should be on fire now. Okay, um, this portion of the tower immediately ignites uh, as you see all of the goblins begin to panic. Uh, their leader on top with her hawk uh, looking around wildly trying to figure out what to do. That'll bring us to Tranquil. I am very far away. Um... <laughs> well, what was this defense that you were talking about that we need to set up? I agree with that statement still. Uh, <laughs> I was more talking about their out of hex range, but. <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, yeah, I will prepare to hex the first thing that comes within range. And well, that's a bonus action. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to hex the first thing that comes into range. Okay. And that brings us to the goblins. Um, I'm going to do... Okay, so two of the goblins, uh, including the one on top, managed to get out. Um, you see her hawk takes flight into the air uh, and she appears to be running away from the structure. You lose sight of her on the other side of it. Um, one of them makes it out. You don't see the other. 
And let's see here. Okay, and uh, the polar bears are getting more and more agitated as the heat is getting close to them. Uh, and that will bring us to, I have goblin written down, which actually means that we're not to Finnick. Um, see, that's interesting. Um, I'll move out 50 feet. Move out 60 feet here. Um, then I will cast Ice Knife on... Uh, and can I, I can't see these guys, huh? They're on the other side of the tower. Okay. I'll cast Ice Knife on this lone gentleman here. Okay. So he has three-quarter cover, uh, but Ice Knife is a save, correct? Um, Ice Knife, I believe, is an attack. Okay. Spell attack, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say go Natural 20! With three-quarter cover, I believe that would uh, imply disadvantage, but does somebody want to tell me if I'm wrong? Okay. I thought it was just I a think that's a isn't it a percentage roll? Get in the comments and tell us if we're wrong because I'm going to say that it ups the AC then uh, and that uh, this one will hit. Uh, so it just gets plus five bonus to its AC with three quarters okay. cutter. Oof. Okay, with uh, with a natural twenty and your plus whatever your spell modifier is, that's going to hit for sure. Um, then he's going to take one d ten from the knife. He's going to take one from the knife and then an additional nine from uh, the explosion as it hits his body and shatters. Um, you see one of the walls of the structure itself uh, blows out as a, a half-frozen goblin hits the snow dead. Um, the fire itself has now caught onto the beds uh, that they slept on on the inside of it, which are made of straw, and just fully ignited. The entire tower is is up in flames. And I'll use the remainder of my uh, Axe Peaks movement to get back to the group. Okay. That will bring us down to Altus. Mm. And who is next? It's uh, Tranquil next, right? Uh, Tempest is next. Tempest is next. So I'm feeling a little conflicted about continuing to attack the, these people or whatever. Like, count, can we Polar try and leave? Yeah, I, I'm going to yeah. go over to Tempest. I'm going to place my hand on her shoulder. I'm going to say, you know what's right in your heart and in your mind. Casting guidance. And then I'm going to slowly make my way towards the polar bears. But we need the axe beak to get the, the sled set up. <laughs> he just, he's not on it. He dismounted. Remember? Okay. So you said you're taking your full movement then? Oh, no. <laughs> 
about full movement. <laughs> How far do you want to go? Uh, you it, came over to Tempest, though. So one, yeah. two, three. So that will put you there. Um, what is my movement? That's a great idea. Oh, 30. Okay. So I have half my movement spent. So the, the furthest you can go right now is here. Yeah, we'll go there. Okay. All right. That will bring us down to Tempest. Um, I, I start following Altus, but I also say, are, are you sure you want to approach or should we just try and leave this place? We don't know what these, what these polar bears have been through and we don't know if they're being held against uh, they they should be free they should be free from these chains Altus they're domesticated animals I mean I'm pretty sure they're gonna just stay with the people who domesticated them I I think we should use your super axe beak talking powers to get this sled out of here I, I wouldn't mind helping them too, but I don't think the goblins will abandon them. I just, I, I need to know what's going on here. I follow him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess I, I still have a, a ready attack in case someone starts again. So if there's any movement towards us in an aggressive manner, I still have my javelin throw readied. Um, I have 30 speed, so I'll move as far as I can. Okay. Um, That will bring us to Z. Um, I don't know what to do. Um, do, I mean, defense-wise, okay, so there's nothing but, like, openness behind the tower. It's just all open around us, right? As far as you can see, yeah. It's kind of okay. like flat lands as far as you can view from here. Okay. The large structure of the mountain is far in the distance, but the actual, like, visible land around you is all pretty flat. I mean, you could wing a little bit around, like if the towers here kind of wing a little bit around so you can see the other side and, and watch our backs that way. You're saying go here? Uh, like, could, yes. you bring, could you bring Altus's axe beak to the sled so we can start hooking it up? Or that. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Um, make an animal handling check. (laughs) And it loved Altus, so uh, this is a big shock. Uh, That is what you needed. Yeah. Yeah! Uh, It's a little reluctant, but it'll follow you. Who's the good boy? Who's so cute? (laughs) So you had to take five feet of movement to get it. Um, Are you trying to mount it or just guide it? I'm just guiding it. Okay. So yeah, you can get it down to the sled easy. Okay. 
I don't, okay. I don't like riding animals. So. <laughs> That'll bring us to Tranquil. Uh, so I'm going to move over to the sled and start. Why can't I? Oh. And start uh, replacing the rigging for the animals okay. with the ones that we brought. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make just a straight dexterity. Okay. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, it's it's easy enough to do. Um, the the rigging that they had was torn, uh, so it would definitely need something else. Um, so yeah, you're you're able to start doing that. Okay. Um, all right, and that will bring us to Le Goblin. Um, and the goblins are going to use their full movement. Are they moving toward us? Nope. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. And then they will dash. Ooh, we're going to get some bears. Um, so they run uh, as fast as they can, which is not super fast because they are not large creatures, um, but they are running 50 feet uh, away from y'all. Um, the fire at this point has engulfed the entirety, and you see the roof of the structure collapse in on the bottom of it, um, spraying embers and sparks as it does so. Both of the polar bears starting to cry out as the embers are hitting their furs, and the uh, the wooden poles that are coming out from the device are beginning to catch fire, and the heat's getting closer and closer to them that are locked in. Both of them are pulling in opposite directions, uh, unable to actually move the large tower. My turn? Yep. I'll say, God damn it. And I will ride my axe beak all the way right next to the polar bear. Okay. I'll then... Um dismount and see if I can cut the rope. Uh, so they are uh, chains and then they are uh, wood that the chain is attached to that are like like sticking okay. out from it. I'm going to see if I can um, break the wood that the chain is attached to with a fire bolt. Okay, go ahead. 21 to hit hits uh eight points of damage okay um this bear is now free except for his harness and dragging chains uh, and he immediately um tries to move away okay i'll do on his turn oh that could have been really bad (laughs) um and that will bring us uh to altus i'm gonna dash over and try to help as best I can. So full diagonal? Full diagonal, yeah. Okay, that'll get you there. Um, okay. Uh, Tempest? Uh, same. Dash. So go as far as I can towards the bears. It's hard being very far away. Oh, wait. Dashing. Sorry. I don't know if I'm still holding the javelin as I'm dashing, uh, if that's if okay. You, <laughs> if you go full diagonal, you will get within five feet of the bear. Do you want to stop before you oh. get that close to it? Um, yeah, so I'll probably step like, stop like 10 feet away, or 
well, I want it's one of them still attached, right? So I want to move towards yeah. where it's attached to. Um, so the one right here just got freed by Finnick. Oh yeah. <laughs> this one is still attached. Okay. Um, so, okay. So the one, actually then the one that's free, I'm going to maybe, I'll put down my javelin and I'm going to talk soothingly to it. Maybe I'll throw him some rations. Make an animal handling check. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I will give you, uh, with the rations, I'll give you a, a plus five. Oh, okay. So seven plus five is 12. Okay. So um, that is exactly what you needed for it to not attack you. Um, it uh, immediately like, it looks at you and like looks back at the fire and it reaches down and it takes the rations in its mouth. Um, and that'll bring us to Z. Oh, so both polar bears are free now? No, nope. just one. We want Mark, the I'm going to move you over one zoom on the fire thing. <laughs> um, oh, in my map, it, it's, it's weird, but thank you. Yeah, I don't want to be on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Although, imagine the feeding costs on domesticated polar bears. <laughs> Um, I don't know what to do. I guess just it's complicated. <laughs> Hook up the uh, axe beak, and then that yeah. one axe beak should be enough to pull this sled, right? Yeah. Well, I already got him hooked up, right? Or no, I brought him over. I got to hook him up now. How do I do that? Straight dex check is what I was doing. How does a 15 sound? Great. The, the axe beak is too distracted by the light in the distance and the noises that are happening. So it's just standing like alert, staring in that direction. So when you start to loop things through its saddle and through its harness, um, it is just totally still. Yeah. Okay, so that'll bring us to Tranquil. Uh, is the one axe beak enough to pull this or no? Um, they said that they use two. Okay. Uh, I'm going to head back towards my own sled, so because I'm assuming that we'll be done with whatever crazy scheme they're up to down at the other sled. <laughs> um, you okay, don't want no. a pet bear? Seriously? <laughs> I mean, I'm down for pet bears, but by the time I get down there, you guys will have finished, so I might as well get all of our stuff in order. <laughs> He's got uh, a point. If we get bears, I call one. I want one. No, it's me and Altus. <laughs> that'll bring no, that us makes sense. to uh, the bears actually so this bear <laughs> that took the rations um, is the one that's free um, and he is uh, going to take the ration in his mouth uh, and then since you were favorable to him um, he doesn't want to be here anymore so he is not going to be here anymore um, and he will use his full speed with the ration in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> he can get about there on my screen he just disappeared <laughs> I would have named you lamb chop <laughs> wait did we already 
we already have lamb chop and mutton chop, right? Or uh, chop, mutton chop, chop, chop. So chop. Oh, yeah, so lamb chop. Okay, lamb chop. I did it. Lamb chop. Lamb chop. <laughs> name all of our animals after meats <laughs> or puppets, depending on uh, your age group. Um, that will... Uh, that will bring us down to, this bear is still thrashing um, and it has now taken damage from the fire hitting it. Um, Damn it. uh, Not that much damage though. Um, And that is going to bring us to Finnick. Me. I will move up and say, easy bear, nice bear. (laughs) Don't kill me bear. And I'll do another firebolt to try and free him. Okay, go ahead. That is a five, but I'm going to use my luck point to re-roll it. Isn't it like an inanimate object? Dirty 20. Yeah, but I mean five, just in case. Fair enough. Smart move. Dirty 20 will hit. Perfect. Uh, Six points of damage. Okay, this one is not quite broken, but very close. You can tell it's weakened. Um, And that'll bring us down to Altus. Um, I'm going to, oh, I'm still so far away. It's a long map. (laughs) I don't have that much range. I can get within 10 feet of the bear. Yeah, try and charm it. Here, I think. Be our bear whisperer, Altus. Charm that bear. And you didn't dash to do that, so you can still have an action. And then with my action, I just would like to uh, pull out some rations, hold it out, and just very calmly and soothingly try to get the bear to chill out. Roll animal handling. (laughs) This is going to be a lot harder than the first one because this bear has been injured. The bear is on fire, so that makes sense. He's killed. He's killed, Bill. Oh. That's an 11. Um, the bear just starts thrashing and roaring at you and baring its teeth as it's trying to push away, but pushing away from you is pushing it against more hot metal on the other side. Um, that is going to bring Mr. us bear. down to uh, Tempest. Um, okay, so I go up to where it's the bindings and take a hit with my axe. At okay. that. 14 plus 4 is Hits. 18, and then that's going to be my d12. 9 plus 2, 11 damage. That is definitely enough now, because they were barely holding on, um, and it is free. Um, this one uh, doesn't seem quite as ready to run. Um, that'll bring us to Z. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um... <laughs> Charm the bear! <laughs> Can I do anything? Um, if only Theo was here. <laughs> yeah, for real. For effing real. True to find out who that is, watch our D&D stream DM'd by Mark, who on my screen is on the diagonal uh, right here. Le- lethal bear, please. I think he's actually here on your screen. <laughs> Um, oh god. Okay, so what was the ruling on the axon? Can this one axon pull this cart? This they recommended two, they recommended so two. No. One could do it, but it'll be slow. Okay, um, 
I am going to message because <laughs> um, I mean I don't know if can we hear each other that far away I mean uh, technically your thaumaturgy is still going on it's only been like 20 seconds <laughs> is that not a concentration I actually don't know okay well <laughs> then I semi whisper to everyone down here are you guys okay or do you need help Okay. Thumb. Thumbs up. Okay. Um, I'll slowly start coming that way, like with the one axe sound, just slowly. Okay. And that will bring us uh, to Tranquil. Okay. I'll bring my sled uh, towards the rest of the group. Okay. So that means I can move like a hundred, right? Yeah. That's it. You should be able to get like there. 30, 35, 40. Okay. 95, 100. And that brings us to the bear. <laughs> um, the bear is going to um, reach out uh, and make a swipe against Altus, who scared him. Um, Altus does a 21 hit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. Oh, 10 boy. piercing damage. Say that one more time, that whole sentence. 10 piercing damage? Okay. I heard you correctly, right? 10 piercing damage? 10 piercing damage. Well, that's uh, right. that's, I think that's a big one out. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Altus is down. Okay. Yeah. Altus is down. So Altus is down on the ground, but the bear has multi-attack, uh, and that was just his bite. Um, so he is now going to um, make a claw attack against, uh, I believe that is Tempest right there, uh, and that is a crit. Um, Ooh. So. <laughs> Glad we got oh. those potions! <laughs> Oh, uh, no. So that is going to be uh, 12 plus 11 um, no. on this one. So that's going to be 23 total. Okay. So I'm definitely down, and you're only fully dead if it's double. Double. Okay. Just barely. And then the okay. bear, after God. knocking two of you down, is going to turn and run. Oh, thank God. Bye, bear. Um, yeah, he is. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> I forgive you. I so was so scared. But you can all still see him sprinting. Uh, and I'm down again. <laughs> you all are uh, at this point out of combat. Um, okay. Unless you're planning Who to has... go after the bear, in which case you can chase no. it. No. Okay, so I will bring up Altus, who then can heal Tempest. Perfect. So Altus, I give you one HP with my measly healing powers. <laughs> hey, it's something. Don't ever knock that. Yeah, that's that is one of the most useful things it's, in every it's just, ever. It's just the defibrillator. Just boom. Yeah, just like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and then Finnick, if you. Today. 
if you want to take the other axe beak and get that yeah. set up with Z, yeah, I'll, I'll just wake up. I'll just wake up. We need you to heal Tempest. Come on, Altus. Uh, uh, where's Where's Chop Suey? Is Chop Suey okay? Just heal my Chop sister, Suey. and then we'll talk about whoever Chop Suey is. Uh, yeah, and then I'm going to bring up Tempest. I, mean, I would probably bring this sled over to here now. Like I was heading that way. Well, we're out of combat, so you guys yeah. can just take your time at this yeah. point. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, attach, I'll attach the... I mean, I think yeah. that Tempest would disagree with that, but... <laughs> what are the... What's this flaming thing looking like here? Is it still on fire? Smoldering now. It's just kind of embers of wood and ash and straw. Can we search through it? Uh, Tempest, I healed you for <laughs> nine damage. Adanka. Uh, please uh, search through it. I'm I'm definitely going to go search through it, and mm -hmm. I, with my one HP, I'm not even going to drink the healing potion yet. I'm going to go look through that. Okay. Look through the rubble. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll investigation. If this thing blows up, I'm going to be very upset with everyone. <laughs> uh, do what, Coulter? Roll investigation. Nineteen. Okay. I am far away from this. Putting poor chap on the sled. Are you... Uh, I rolled in that one. Um, so, two things happened here. Um, <laughs> with the 19, uh, you managed to find um, uh, four silver pieces that are all, like, super hot still um, as you're scraping them out. Um, Altus bends down to pick them up and takes one damage. As they are very hot. And, uh, I'm so back down. Be back back down. down. I force a healing potion down his throat. Not gently. <laughs> he takes damage from that. <laughs> uh, Altus, was that silver worth 50 gold? It's about principle. Okay. I would just like to point out that my sister could literally pick up hot molten metal. She is resistant to heat, so maybe in the future... <laughs> I'm limping back to that. the dog sled, and I, I'm going to lay down. <laughs> I, sh I, sh I shout, I got a one on my investigation. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. Stop talking in your weird religious belief that there are giant avatars that control all of our actions. <laughs> 20%, 20%, 20%. Um, how much is a healing I... potion? It's 1d8, right? Yes. No, it's 1d4 plus 4. 1d4 plus 4. I know nothing. I apologize, guys. And can I do a perception check of the wagon to see if all of the ingots are there? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, that is a something good. Tell me something good. That is a dirty 20, actually. Great. Yeah, it looks to be um, exactly 300. Um, if you take the time to count it, you can tell. But just based on the shape of the pyramid, there's nothing missing from the shape. Well, why don't you come over here for a second? I uh, go back over. I mean, I'm on the sled. We're out of combat. Yeah, I go over. Okay. Uh, 
Quill, what do you say that uh, goblins may have taken 10 to 15 of these? I mean, I'm pretty sure Altus oh. will have an issue with that. <laughs> That's why I called you over. I mean, I support you in whatever you wish to do, Master. Where are we going to sell them where we won't immediately... These are stamped dwarven ingots. <laughs> I mean, give it some time, maybe. And, ah, uh, no, you're probably right. Fine. We're trying to establish let's a do, good reputation. <laughs> let's do the right thing. You're right. It's better to not piss off the dwarves. If it was, say, I don't know, somebody from Dugan's Hole, I would be 100% with you. But uh, True. Or anyone else. But, yeah, you're right. We might need the dwarves. So, okay. We'll now, not steal from them. That spits on the ground at the reference of Dugan's Hole. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, should we go after that wizard? I don't know if I like the concept of a wizard with a small goblin army running around the tundra. Yeah, I mean, and she knows our faces now, so uh, could bring nothing but trouble. They got a bit of a head start on us, so I don't know. Uh, the dogs, we could take them down. I uh, will say, good point. It it was a goblin. Oh, it was a goblin woman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she she was a goblin that had a hawk and a torch. Even more okay. of a concern because goblin wizard. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how goblin cities are formed. Not <laughs> a wizard. Um, <laughs> we we can maybe take a pass on the way back and see if we can suss out their tracks. I think that's a good idea. I mean, but no, that's you think. Yeah, I mean, it's the general direction we're heading anyway. Might as well. And what if we like save the ingots for like no you're no you're right no do the right thing do the right thing all right uh, master I know you're new to crime but stamped dwarven ingots are very hard to move especially in a place like ten towns okay. if we were in Waterdeep I'd be a hundred percent with you but in ten towns we'll get caught <laughs> all right well I guess let's get ready. I mean, it's much more likely that we might be able to extort a little bit of extra cash out of them for the body of their compatriot. That's much more likely. <laughs> very true. Very true. Good thinking. Mm. You are a great student. So, between all of the... Zian on this? Come on. Well, technically, technically, Tempest is with us still, and you're with the, the iron ingots, I thought, so... <laughs> no, he was investigating. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, between all of the fastening and whatnot, you all are able to get it put together perfectly fine um, and get back to 10 towns. Uh, it's after nightfall, but you are able to get back within the same day. At this point, we are about at uh, seven, eight o'clock at night. Um, as you approach the gates, uh, they are just about to close them for the evening. Yes. So we lost the goblins. We weren't able to find them. Um, so the goblins were heading straight south from what you could tell. Um, you all are going south uh, west. So do you want to try to follow them south? That was what me and okay. Finnick were going to do. Yeah, so go ahead and roll perception. I'll send up um, Jesker to see if he can spot him. Uh, 22 from Jesker. Okay. I only got a 16, so... Okay. Um, I mean, with the 16, you can still see their tracks. They're starting to get a little bit fainter as it goes on, as they're getting a little bit further ahead from where you are. Um, from Jesker, though, you can see that they um, headed and hit the road uh, farther ahead of you. And then 
turned and began to head north on the road. So we would potentially run into them if we cut to the road? Um, so they went down and now they're going up and around. So if you wanted to try to head oh. this way, you could go, yeah, like away. Okay. Okay. So they go in the opposite direction. Uh, I'll, I'll tell that to the party. So I don't know if we want to keep following them or maybe get back and get our payment today before nightfall. I don't know. I don't, I don't relish the thought of staying overnight on the tundra. Agreed. It's getting colder and colder the later it gets into the night. Perhaps we should head back. Mm. Yeah. All right. So with that um, little minor detour, you are able to get back by eight o'clock just as they're closing the gates for the night. Um, it's been dark since about two. Um, so it's it's been dark for quite a while at this point. Oh, that's um, right. But the torches in the town are all lit. Um, whale oil becoming much more of a commodity at this point as people have to keep lamps and candles and torches lit a lot longer than they normally do. Though there's fewer throughout the town, so the entire place is darker. That you see, uh, especially taverns, tend to have a lantern going still. Um, as you reach back to the witch's teat, um, now bustling with the later hour, uh, you have your group of four dwarves together inside. Uh, immediately commending you uh, on seeing the ingots outside. Um, Koruk, the one that did not really speak at all up until now, is jumping up and down and waving his hands in the air uh, that composes himself. And uh, Haruna walks up to uh, each of you and puts a bloodstone into your hand and shakes it and moves on to the next one. Bloodstone shakes it. Bloodstone shakes it. And uh, who Aruna. paid for? Yes. Uh, we also were able to retrieve your countrymen. Uh, her face sort of falls, and she reaches up and she taps Korak on the shoulder, and he steps forward to begin taking care of Ubok's body, um, taking it onto their own sled to lead to where they're staying for the night. Uh, as she works out the rest of the deal with you and make sure that you get paid for the axe beaks and whatnot. Thank oh, we didn't. This suit is... I mean, she just owes us ten. Yes, I'm, yeah, sorry, sure. sure. Yeah, the five gold to each of you for the uh, for the work. Um, thank you for your expediency. This is much greater than we expected. I am glad that you all made it out of this alive and didn't stay out to see a yeti on the tundra. Again, a job well done usually requires thanks. As has been given. Very well. And she turns to Helen and says, I will let others know what you have done for us and make sure that the shield dwarves are amenable if you are to ever run across our ilk. Thank you again. And we she are... returns inside. We are quite the uh, colorful group. I'm sure we will be very recognizable to your brethren. She turns over her shoulder and goes, a shield dwarf never forgets a face. 
Do you know about any goblin caster faces? Perhaps one with a hawk? Oh, I'm sure it's possible, but I'm not particularly familiar with any goblin casters in the area. There is a fortress uh, of goblins there. I think just as hard up as the rest of us at this point. It's rather miserable up here with the winter. A fortress, I believe, well, probably if every... I'm not mistaken, it's called Karkalok. Although I, I don't have a mastery of the goblin tongue. The location I'm not entirely familiar with offhand. Well, you should be aware they were the ones who attempted to take your ingots. Petty crime is of no concern with the loss of a brother. But thank you. I appreciate the knowledge. Goblins in this area, especially with that, I, I don't believe they would have attacked us if we had been whole. More scavengers, hyenas, vultures in the night. Well, pleasure doing business. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I am starving. Uh, they go back inside with you, Korik, having gone to deal with more of the business. It seems that he's the one that does that. Um, Flynn does her best to liven the spirits of the other two now that they've received their ingots back and, and uh, can return home, which they're grateful to do. Uh, well, what are the rest of you doing for the rest of the night? I'll put my arm around her and say, bye, Mudrick. Uh, I'll tell you the story. Around Haruna or Lynn? Uh, Lynn. Okay. <laughs> uh, last time, big man. Last time. You said that last time. She, with a smile, a little bit menacingly in the force, slaps down a coin on the counter as Tormund comes over to fill your uh, tankards. I'll take you tell that. Me I'll that. Take <laughs> Thank you, dear. You, uh, you tell me of your story, and I'll tell you of the a wizard that was taken in East Haven. Now that is a good story. To be burned in a few days, but no, you go first. And that's where we will call it for tonight. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of MMMcast Does Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Um, we have a new little thing that we want to do at the end here as we now actually have a patron on our Patreon, which is super exciting for us. So thank you so much, Sparky, uh, who is one of our, uh, our, our group's uh, close friends from uh, Rio and Helena's past. We really appreciate you following us and supporting us in this way. Uh, if you do join our Patreon in the future, anybody else out there, we'll be happy to give you a shout out on the air, as it were, um, as well as I believe the top Patreon tier right now is getting to decide uh, what we say at the end of the show, which will happen in just a moment. Um, on top of that, our Patreon is going to have our after show chats where we kind of go over some of like the question answers that wouldn't be appropriate to do in the moment, but to get from like the thinking of the DMs or the pieces of the story that didn't get out there. Um, and if there is anything else that you'd like to request to see on a Patreon, let us know. Uh, if not, we're happy to do this content for you for free forever. So thank you all again so much for the support and for tuning in. Uh, is there anything I missed? Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay, thank you again, Sparky. Uh, and we will come up with a tagline, which you could choose. Eventually. 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 Eventually.
Have a good night, y'all.